Let's talk about the thrill of the hunt. Whether the hunt involved is for food or sport or the most dangerous game, Monopoly. It takes a certain kind of person to venture out into the relative unknown. To receive an order, one that will ultimately set you on a path toward a completely impersonal goal. When you take the first steps out into the unwritten future, your ability and know-how are your only tools. I can only imagine a bit of fear being commonplace emotion and roadblock. One that's most likely short-lived when you consider the fact that the ones that should absolutely be afraid are the owners of the heads you're currently charged to hunt. Even though the men you track possess cunning, hatred, and inhumanity. You're motherfucking Thomas Tate Tobin. And if that name fails to hold a very large amount of significance to you, don't fret. You'll learn a thing or two about why you should be afraid. This tale's hero has finally arrived. That's the surprise that is somewhat surprising for everyone here this evening. Um, Chris? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, take it away. Nah, I got nothing. Yeah. Take it, Chris. Don't ever say that um, to me again. So, well, don't <laughs> ever make me want to say it again. <laughs> Not my fault. Uh, but... The surprise of the evening is the fact that uh, that James is actually in-house to record Hi. with me tonight. And by in-house, I mean in my home, which means Ew. that James is getting a thorough pat-down before he leaves because I can't have my Nick Knackery be walking off and shit. <laughs> uh... mm. So all we're missing tonight is a... Uh, a fabulous, wonderful, you've heard of him, you've loved him from afar, you can't wait until the sex tape is leaked. Mm. Chris, Tris Magistus Barrios, big old floppy titties.com, I love me some old ladies.au. I think I'm going to need another, to add another title since, you know, you just said to me what you just said. And I think it's going to have to be The Irresistible, <laughs> Chris Tris Magistus. Oh, the... Big old floppy the titties. Pendulous. 
<laughs> oh man so uh i think really though uh more importantly what brings us all together this evening is our our love of christ and how we as the youth of this nation plan to spread this loving message of our lord and savior spreading jesus our seed christ I'm, if you will. yes yes like uh, jesus christ almost like uh johnny appleseed uh, no it's pronounced Jesus, like it starts with a G and then it's S U S, so it's like G dash sus. So like if Jesus, yeah, yes, uh, Jesus, yes. Uh, Kanye West is unoriginal. Quiet. Want to fight? I'm in your house, bro. Most of them are though. I didn't. Did Chris? Did you know that James is is a, a big, 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 big Kanye fan? I actually am a big, big, big Kanye fan. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm letting Kanye Chris West. know. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. What the man? Or, say about it. I'm saying that his wife you... is ugly, and I don't know why everybody thinks she's not. I'm so disappointed. I, mean, I don't care for the wife. She's whatever. Well, I care about him as a musical genius. Well, uh, then why are you wearing those jeans that have her face all over them? Gross. I break promises all day, every day. I'm learning that. Yes. I also didn't get that abortion. (laughs) I am going to stay out of that before I hurt poor James's feelings. (laughs) You stay out of this, Chris. (laughs) That's right. What? What? Kanye? Let's go, bro. This is the Kanye cast now. Okay. I'm not. Okay, wait. I'm not going to start. I'm just not. Okay. You can't make okay, me. So, I'm uh, trying to be nice. Time out. I, if I had if I had a whistle, I would blow it. I still love you, James. <laughs> but I don't. But I, I'm gonna have to just be yeah. disappointed for See? a little bit. That's all. It's it's called it's called different strokes, and what that means and is Kanye gives the best strokes no, in the biz. Different strokes means that uh, what was his name? The little the 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 uh, the dwarf black dude that was on different strokes. Dynamite. <laughs> Chris. Gary Coleman. No, not. Gary Coleman. I know. Gary Coleman. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, Jimmy J.J. Watt. Uh, it just sounded and, like a good time uh, as, for a dynamite. I, oh, no, I know. It, no, it, it's always a good time for a dynamite. <laughs> um, but as we know, uh, Gary Coleman's famous, famous line from Different Strokes to his adopted father was, Dynamite! dynamite. Oh. <laughs> right? Dynamite? Uh, no, something like, uh, what did you say to me, father? <laughs> no, yeah, it was like, what the fuck you say? <laughs> and then, and then, but they, they always digitally remove the knife in the later uh, airings of the show, which is weird because that takes away so much context. And um, What you talking about, Dynamite? Is that what it was? <laughs> that's right. What you talking about, Dynamite? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was. <laughs> You know, uh, it, this is all working out real well. Like the microphone's picking both James and I up uh, uh, wonderfully. Uh, we can both hear Chris uh, really well. The the thing Hopefully that picks up the thing. thing that I didn't uh, anticipate about uh, recording this way is that James is just staring at me <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Picture him naked. I'm sorry, when people are talking, I'm eye contact. You're here. I it's like if I just looked at him, we're sitting like. A foot and a half, two foot away from each other. So, Just picture him in his, in his Kanye I, panties and your... he'll feel better. <laughs> this would feel so much less awkward if, if we were sharing a single Kanye. strand of spaghetti. 
<laughs> well, look, I can't keep looking at your laptop because I keep wanting to read and I'm well, a spoiler for myself. And I know, and you can't read. And I didn't I'd mean that. I didn't mean to rub that in. Beautiful or, eyes. That's fine. I do have very pretty eyes, even though they're brown. They are. They're full of character. You know, they're mm. deep. They're deep brown eyes, and mm. you're like, what's the mm. mystery behind that? You know what, Chris? You know what the mystery is? Welcome to another Dino Mister Willis episode of See No Hear No Speak No. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> UFOs. I got a tiny, I got a tiny lady head. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracies, the seven hundred dollar fucking panties that James is wearing right now, and uh, and the moitas. Uh, hopefully, more moitas and more, more and more, more moitas. I have a feeling though that if the Espinosas, um knew anything about Kanye's fashion sense, they they probably would have come after him, too. Oh, Listen, man. you're just mad that Yeezys are the greatest shoes ever made. Who, who unironically wears slatted shade glasses? Who? A, a musical genius. No, There's no way to unironically wear that. Music. So that, what you're telling me and is, Soulja is, Boy. is the musical genius part of his brain has made... Other parts of his brain malfunction to where he thinks that those are a good idea. No, no, no. They are. What it is it's is to block out the haters. He's already <laughs> well. Completely... Then why does it let so much in? <laughs> to see the lovers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you got me there. I guess the musical genius went to sleep after the first album. He's he's all re- the rest of it is just him. Like what all the rest of this is yeah. is honestly no, him. dude. Life of Pablo. Uh, the album Yeezus. None of these things um, make sense to me. But I'm graduation. Graduation is the, the only good album good. we had. That's it. That was the end of it, right there. I, you I, didn't. You you're saying you didn't like Life I, of Pablo. I, I'm I'm emphatically saying that. Yes. He's saying it with emphatic. So you didn't like uh, okay, My Beautiful Dark Twisted you know Fantasy. What? This is a conversation. Runaway. That we can have. Never again. Correct. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to debate about Kanye every podcast now. I will start. I will wholeheartedly defend that man. Editing, editing you out of the show. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this week, we continue our story of the bloody Espinosas by not talking about them. Okay. Yet. Because uh-huh. as we heard last week, as Chris heard today, because... I'm pretty sure James hasn't even listened to this show yet, because whatever, man. It's just like it's some Listen, man, I'm living show it. or some I'm shit. I'm living it. Living it. Uh, and I hope you all enjoyed the uh, the the much higher quality value of, of last week's show. That should be uh, a constant thing now, because I have an actual computer that I'm, I'm recording the show on and not an abacus. Uh, which just fucking is really hard to make make sounds that sound like our voice. So, what's, to, an, what's an abacus? An abacus is is like a, an adding uh, machine. Like it, like it's a uh, <laughs> sounds it's like a, a Latin word to me. Has, uh, bars on it, and it has uh, like little balls on the bars, and then you can oh count Chinese over, calculator. Yes, the Chinese calculator is actually called an, ab- an That's abacus. That's racist. Huh. Um, <clears throat> It's very racist, absolutely. Everything that, is racist all the time, and that's why I love being human. Is because that, I can let racism of other races just roll off my back. <laughs> that was only in your oh, ears, not the microphone. Okay, well, I, you know, 
I'll, I've said it many times before, and I'll say it many, many more times, I suppose, probably, uh, definitely. And that is, it's always good when you don't cough into the mic to reference it immediately after. <laughs> no, no, I, I do that because if I don't, <laughs> you tend to reference, hey, thanks for coughing right into the mic. So... Yeah, but then... But and that, then the viewers still so hear it, just, and they're just like, what? What's and he then talking we, about? And then we got viewers somehow. It's like a preemptive I don't know strike. How you, you, you post on YouTube. I, I post on YouTube, but you don't watch it. Yeah, you do. You it's, listen it's, to it's it. It's nice. It's a static... It's, p- anyway. It's a nice okay. picture. So, this week's episode starts with the man, uh, and actually the myth, the legend. This dude's fucking crazy awesome. The, uh, the, the guy that I ended last week's episode on, which his name is... Thomas Tate Tobin. He Tobin. was an American adventurer. He was a tracker. He was a trapper. He was a mountain man, a guide, a U.S. Army scout. Uh, and one day, he got a call from uh, Colonel Tappan from uh, Fort Garland. And the reason being that they had these two wascally uh, New Mexicans running around just uh, totally... I mean, I want to say moitalizing, but I don't think that really gets across the the dismemberment and desecration of the bodies. Um, so hopefully dismembering, desecrating, moitalizing uh, will get across real, like the severity uh, that these these two Mexicano brothers uh, put uh, strangers through. Usually, luckily at least, uh, they started with a long-range bullet to put the person down and then they would come up and uh usually uh, bash their heads in more with an axe but actually use the wedge part of, of, of the axe like i did research on that because they're the first people to use an axe on a person's head that we've spoken about on this show that actually used the wedge part of the axe mm-hmm. like the flat part no, like the wedge part, like the axe part of the axe, That's true. not the handle part. Like, oh. yeah, because the axe man in New Orleans bludgeoned people to death with the back end of the axe. With the fucking butt, yeah. The, uh, the uh, uh, Valeska murders, uh, murderers, murderer, uh, he used the, the blunt end. Uh, the Hinterkaifeck killer, well, he used, uh, what was that, what was that fucking axe called again? Tomahawk? No, it was it was like a kind of kind of a pickaxe, but not really a pickaxe. Can't remember the name. Okay. Oh, anyway, no, um, so they would uh, you know actually axe up a person's face afterwards. They would usually disembowel them. They would usually sometimes uh, a bunch of the times uh, they would take the heart out and place it next to the person's uh, desecrated remains, and almost always was an insertion of some sort of uh, hastily made crucifix into a, a wound that they had put in the person. Sometimes the bullet hole in the head would have a little crucifix sticking out of it. Sometimes it'd be in the chest. Sometimes, at, as we spoke at length at <laughs> about the last episode, they would have a stake that would be driven through their bodies and into the ground below them, underneath them. That's still Which crazy. seems like a... A pretty decent nice. feat to accomplish, and uh, you know whatever ribbon these guys get, I'm I'm not really uh, super jealous of it because I I got ribbons, I got ribbons, not a whole lot of trophies, but I got ribbons. Okay, honorable so mentions. Don't be telling people that I ain't got ribbons. You're the ribboniest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The ribbon here. Oh, so full of oh, spirit. Oh man, 
I want the the rib witch. What's it called? Is that it? The rib witch <laughs> from McRib. McDonald's, man. The McRib. McRib. The McRib witch is what I I'm gonna call it. Uh, so anyway, Tom Tate Tobin, Triple T is what we we're gonna call him. Uh, not at all. He was born. Uh, we think in 1823. Um, that is uh, a guesstimation because back then, uh, especially in uh, more uh, Christian religion. Uh, you know, dominated places, they would say, uh, they would write down the date of the baptism instead of the date of the actual birth of the child. So we think he was born in 1823 in St. Louis. Um, you know, when he was 14 years old, he came, he came west to Taos. Uh, he went west he to came. Taos because, uh, I mean, I'm, he was 14 in the 1800s. He came earlier than that. He probably already had a few illegitimate kids. Um, oh, came <clears throat> you know, uh, mountain manning, uh, mountain painting manning. Uh, when he was 14, he went to, uh, to Taos, New Mexico, with his brother Charles okay. to hunt beaver, which, Chris, how long have I been saying we need to go west to hunt some beaver? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yes you know it is man a, it is a it's, a it's a good pastime this is gonna be a gross episode because because vera isn't like five feet away from me staring at me the whole episode so i can be gross on this one um it can be very rewarding a few years later tom began working with bent's fort as a scout he also worked in a whiskey distillery in arroyo hondo which is a little north of Taos. And in January of 1847, following Mexico's surrender and the United States uh, occupation of now New Mexico, there was a revolt that broke out among New Mexicans and, and native Indians that were still there in Taos. They, this is, this is fun. They charged the home of New Mexico's first governor, Charles Bent. They broke down his door they shot him several times with arrows and then scalped him in front of his wife and children. Jesus. Another Saturday night with the yeah. boys. When I was a little kid and I would see cowboy and Indian movies, uh, when they would scalp people, I would always just think, oh, they're just like cutting the, the hair off with a, a tomahawk. It's like a, it's like a uh, humiliation thing. Uh, but then I found out that that is just straight. They're alive and you are taking off to the skull <laughs> the top of their head. Yeah. And that just it just made it's it crazy so, how is so that, much more how is that ever that's crazy i mean hey man when uh you know it's a, a why do we uh use um uh, d- toilets why do we use toilets instead of so we don't like shitting in the street well we wouldn't have to necessarily shit in the street I, I don't it's know just because toilets we've are used really, toilets for really so long equal to it scalping. is perfectly analogous 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 analogy shit it's still it's crazy a analogy i mean i it's it's still correct the way i said it i've never heard well welcome to the show that you hear things that you've never heard that are <laughs> surprisingly proper that's right i should have been an english major but i hate english <laughs> and didn't go to college so there's that too um <laughs> yeah that's, that's, so it's a nice little speed bump for you <laughs> So they cut off uh, the top of his head in front of his uh, his wife and his children. That is which fucked up. Seems 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 drastic, you know. It's, it seems drastic is what I'm gonna say about the whole situation. But the next day, 
there was a mob of 500 Mexicans and Indians that laid siege to the distillery in Arroyo Hondo, which, as we now know, our hero, Mr. Tobin, was working at. There was a, a long, crazy battle, and two, count them, one, two, only two of the workers escaped with their lives intact. One of them being Tom Tobin. They ran on foot from a burning down brewery behind them, distillery. Uh, <clears throat> so after that, he's pissed and he's a badass. So he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do the pissed badass thing. And I am going to, uh, I'm going to lead the scouting parties that catch, capture, and put to death most of these insurrectionists, which, um, <clears throat> that sounds, it's like erectionists, but, uh, but within in front of the other part, Chris. Chris, rebuttal. I got nothing. I'm just I mean. peacefully listening <laughs> to the wackiness you Peaceful. speak. In the years that followed this, uh, Tobin worked as an army scout. He would lead campaigns against the Indians that were still in revolt. And he would do this alongside such notable name notables <laughs> as Wild Bill Hickok, Buffalo Bill Cody, and Kit Carson. Uh, Kit Carson I had heard of before, but uh, couldn't remember why I had. Uh, he was... He's basically the most well-known, like, tracker mountain man of the Old West. Huh. Uh, you know, if you needed someone found, fucking Kit Carson could totally fucking find that person. Interesting. Uh, but uh, Tobin, uh, who was lifelong friends with Carson, was said to be the only man that could surpass Carson in tracking, shooting, and scouting. So the dude that we're talking about now, not as well-known, but totally more badass in every every aspect of badasshood, bad badassitude, nice badassness, badassery, badassery. I like it. I like it because it's easier to say, but it sounds harder to say. It's weird. It'll work. It's weird how things work out like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like when things are hard. You fired. Um. <laughs> shut up. You fired. Uh. So Tobin was uh, in in appearance, short, stout. He was bow legged and. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he was of mixed race. Uh, this uh, research I have here uh, specifically says the word mulatto, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna act like I didn't just say that anyway and stick with mixed race. <laughs> um, it was said that he could track a grasshopper through sagebrush. Brush. Wait, let me try that one more time. <laughs> it was said, and I quote. That he could track a grasshopper through sagebrush. That sounds impressive. It does. Chris, don't you think? Can you track sagebrush through a grasshopper? I personally cannot. I mean... Oh. Well, you know. what am I even paying for those courses for online for you? Well, you open a grasshopper up and it doesn't really look like sagebrush anymore, does it? Well, but that's why you take the training. That way you can tell the difference between grasshopper and sagebrush once you open the grasshopper up. Now, why we need to know these things is a whole nother episode of this show. So I'll continue. Uh, his reputation became known all throughout the Southwest, and in October of 1863, he was fucking, he was like 
big super awesome man like he was straight up badass like to the max 110 percent already turned up to 11 and people were like hey man like it's a little loud can you maybe turn the badass down just like a little bit and he's like no 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 no, no. i'm gonna write a number 12 next to the 11 and i'm gonna turn the knob one more one you know? more notch so he was summoned to fort garland and do do we all maybe remember what the last uh the the last murderous endeavor well it wasn't murderous they that was their intent but the last fucked up thing that uh the espinosas did allegedly that we spoke of well at allegedly fort garland uh but it, not at no they didn't do anything at fort garland they anyway. okay so i'll recap public That's masturbation okay, it's okay that you don't yes chris got it first try point for no they stopped a a stagecoach that had a uh, a white man and a mexican woman in it oh that's right and of course when they were like hey we're gonna like totally espinosa the shit out of this situation (laughs) they go they go for whitey as i would have and whitey though uh makes a hasty retreat and actually outruns the Espinosas because they decided to chase him on, on horseback, and it, the ground was all rocky and shit. And he made it down this little, you know, hill, mountainside kind of thing, and made it to Fort Garland. So they go back to the Spanish lady, and <clears throat> she had been hiding. And another wagon comes along that has two Mexican drivers in it. They, she tells them what's going on. They say, "Well, hide in the back." And, you know, we'll, we'll just take this as it goes. The Espinosas jump out minutes later and asks the drivers what their nationality was. They say, hey, man, we're Mexicans just like you. You know, everything's cool. And the Espinosas ask, have you happened to see a, a, a Mexican lady around these parts? And right when the brothers or the whatever, the other two drivers, right when they say no. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Like we saw, we saw uh, there was there was a rabbit uh, a little while back. I named him Pete. Uh, he uh, is he's still probably back there. Uh, we miss you, Pete. And then he poured a little out on the ground. And then he's like, "But, uh, but there's no uh, there's no crying in baseball or Mexican women in our trunk." So definitely no crying in baseball, though. <laughs> So Dolores, the uh, the the uh, of nationality Mexican woman, then jumps out of the back of this uh, this wagon and says, "Oh no, please don't kill us," which uh, they they probably wouldn't have even known you were there. Uh, I didn't find out exactly what happened to the drivers of the thing that lied to the Espinosas. It doesn't say that they killed them, so I'm gonna guess they you know were like, "Oh, Dolores, we got you now," because it does say that uh, Dolores was was then raped and tied up yep. by the Espinosas. Be, uh, being, by the way, uh, Philippe and his younger cousin, uh, whose name I cared not to remember, but we'll probably run into somewhere along here, but his 14-year-old cousin, because Vivian, his his other number two, had been had been shot already, already and taken dead. out uh, shortly before this. <clears throat> already dead. His other number two... Number two. <laughs> no, that it didn't work at all. Uh, James, I blame you. I blame you for it. Hey, James. Number two. Uh, the ass. middle light switch right behind you. Flip that down for me. 
Thanks, bud. Uh, yeah, the lights under this table is just hot. And I'm just all sweaty, and then I'm like, I mean, I'm James is here. I can't. I, I gotta look my best. I, you know, I look my Sunday best. I put on my my Kardashian undies and everything, and um, oh, that's what I got on. Yeah, uh, that's why we can smell each other. Okay, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, they leave Dolores tied up and say we're gonna go find that white dude you were with, and then we'll come back and we'll untie you. Well, uh, they never did find the white dude because he made it to Fort Garland. And then uh, Dolores kind of wiggled her way out. Yeah, exactly. She, she, she wiggled her, herself out of her, her, her bindings and made it back to Fort Garland as well. And so these were the very first people that absolutely knew exactly what the Espinosas looked like. So Tobin was summoned to Fort Garland um, and he interrogated Philbrook and Dolores for just every minor little detail he could possibly, possibly know about these people. Uh, he wanted to go looking for the Espinosas alone because, like I said, like bad ass a hood, total. But uh, Tappan, uh, you know, uh, General Tappan there, he insisted on sending a small detachment of soldiers with him. The colonel didn't think that Tobin uh, really fully understood or appreciated what the Espinosas were capable of. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Fair enough. Because Tobin's a badass and he knows he's badass. But this guy's just like, okay, we got this this Tobin guy here who's who's a good tracker and stuff, but we are sending him after the worst killers ever in these fucking parts, you know? <laughs> so what do we do? Like, I have to send some guys with you because <clears throat> I just in case, you know? So, um, he didn't like it, but he set out the next morning with 15 U Union soldiers with him and a boy to tend to his horse every time he would dismount to inspect the trail. Um, I don't know why that, uh, that detail was even in there. I just, you know, uh, it's always good to have a boy around. You never know when something, some small cramped area is going to need... Uh, yeah. somebody's tiny little fingers and hands to get in there yeah. to fix things. Yeah. You know, like uh, like my horse. Everybody needs their um, own short <clears throat> round. <clears throat> Booty twaps. I will take the kid from... <laughs> I'll take him from from, uh, from, uh, from the Goonies instead, if that's okay. I'd rather him be saying booty twaps all day than Dr. Jones! <laughs> Dr. Jones. <laughs> you know? Chris? Dr. Jones, booty twaps. Um, so, uh, they, like I said, they set out the next morning, uh, with 15 plus a boy plus Tobin. So 17 in total, um, for three weeks, uh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's like, I'm talking about a regular, uh, trapper mountain man type guy for three straight days <clears throat> and nights. Uh, they followed these two, uh, banditos from campsite to campsite. They would check the, the ashes in the fire pits that were still fucking smoldering. He would know exactly. It, it, Tobin would notice every uh, every scent that was left. He would see every broken stick. He would notice when blades of grass seemed out of place. And he was on these fuckers' trail. They would only stop a few hours each night to sleep. He didn't allow them to set fires. Um, not set fires because that sounds like they're, they're, they're burning down buildings and villages and stuff. Uh, you know, they start fire pits. <clears throat> um, and when one of these 
you know, hardened Union soldiers would get exhausted, he would inevitably just send them back because he ain't got time for your shit, man. <sighs> Chris, do you know what happens next? Um, I'm gonna say he eats a bowl of cereal and takes a nap after jerking it on his pillow, on the other guy's pillow. You're, you're right. And then he's like, eh, we should just go home. This is boring. Yeah. See? Eh, wrong. I knew it. (laughs) That's going to be loud in the mic. I shouldn't hit the table like that. (laughs) Um, so early the next morning. Uh, the next day, on the fourth one of the days that I've been noticing and uh, talking about, he noticed magpies that were circling in the distance, which I don't know how pies can circle. Um, or how they have magazines inside I mean, of them. they're made of circles. I mean, they are circular. Is that what he's talking about, Chris? Um, is, is... He saw some blueberry pies flying overhead. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he saw pies that were full of jet magazine. Um magpies get it oh uh, no i know okay. you were you were thinking a gun magazine i i decided to take it a different direction yeah, and i knew you would as soon as i said that I said he's gonna say the actual magazines mm-hmm. see you should you should beat me to it um but so these birds which are magpies because i'm not that dumb yet uh, he sees them circling the distance which usually means that they are picking up someone's waist <clears throat> um so they approach this area and they notice a thin little line column of smoke coming up from within a grove of these cottonwoods. So he instructed his men to stay where they were and to wait with their guns at the ready. Thomas Tate Tovin then dropped to his stomach and, like, army man crawled all the way nearer to the camp. And he had his Hawken muzzle loader ready to uh, to to you know go to business and stuff. <clears throat> I, I actually meant to look up the Hawken muzzle loader because it sounds like it's a pretty like badass, heavy duty old uh, like super gun kind of thing. Beastly. So, so what do you think about this, uh, Chris? Do you think it's a good idea that they uh, that they're you know going to 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 head on or that he is going to head on these Espinosa folk all on his lonesome? Uh, absolutely not a good idea. But, I mean, sometimes in history, shit just has to be done. Yeah, yeah see, I mean, that makes sense. I, I played a mission like this in mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption 2, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they gave me the option to go alone or take my gang, mm-hmm. and I decided to go alone the first time, mm-hmm. And I straight up died real, real quick. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I took the gang mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. glided right through. Sweet. And as we all know, video games exactly mirror real life in it's every red, aspect and way. Red Dead 2 is pretty yes. close, man. I yeah. don't know. I haven't played it yet. I really want to. Oh, it's really so, good. It's um, really good. So I, I, we're, I, we're now looking <clears throat> at the Hawken Woodsman muzzle-loading rifle 50 cal. That's actually pretty uh, impressive looking gun for the time. It's a badass gun, Chris. Yeah, that uh, is really cool. That had, is definitely a top tracker gun right there. I had an easy, quick way to send you a picture of this thing. It's it's cool as shit. Hmm. Um, it, 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 what's that, like a, a cap? Uh, flint. Yeah, a flint, uh, you know, uh, ignition dealy. And uh, it's a muzzle loader, though, so, you know, still... Annoying as, as shit. Mm-hmm. Get one shot. 
one like opportunity, a, like a blunderbuss or something. Do not like miss that. this chance to blow. No, uh, it's it's still rifled, uh, which means you know the inside of the barrel has uh, you know like the corkscrew kind of grooves in it, which makes the 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 projectile spin, which keeps it like you know uh, a spiraled football will go on, uh, you know where it's supposed to better right right um so it's it's still a rifle uh but it is you know you put the 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 ball into the end of it and there's a, a stick that's that's you know under the barrel i understand what a muzzle loader does is punch it down uh, but i'm i'm letting other people know <laughs> oh, chris no. I, that wasn't even directed at you uh, okay. i was staring james deep in his stupid beautiful eyes the yeah. whole time i can confirm that's not true <laughs> And he was—he never looks me in the eyes. Tickling, pretty browns. Tickling my sack. He was. Um, That's true. So, Felipe and, and Jose, uh, unless the the nephew's name was Josie, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say uh, it was it was more than likely Jose. They sat by this the small fire, warming their hands. Uh, next to them, a dead ox <laughs> uh, that had you know uh, fillet fillets cut from one of the haunches. Uh, their backs happen to be turned to Mr. Tobin. So Philippe's, you know, warming himself. He pulls his hands away from the fire and, and stands up and, and stretches his arms wide, just like just like when a little kid that asks you, how much do you love me? And you say, I love you this much. And he, oh, arms just super wide. And then... Does it say that in the notes? No, I, I'm oh. paraphrasing. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, 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 Mr. Tobin squeezed the trigger on his hawk and muzzle loader, and uh, it was a it's a fifty cal, uh, which doesn't quite mean the same thing as it does today. But that's a, a big projectile coming at Philippe Espinosa from a pretty decent distance. Uh, it 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 spun Philippe in a half circle. And left a gaping hole in his side. God damn. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, and then Philippe yelling out into the inky blackness of forever, Jesus favor me. He fell backwards into his very own fire. Ooh. Ooh, that's so badass. That's brutal. So. So Tobin, knowing that uh, his surprise had been sprung, worked as fast as as fast as he could to put another round into this muzzle-loading rifle. And as he's doing this, the 14-year-old Jose Espinosa took off running for the woods, and he actually made it into the woods. And then he made it to being just a little tiny blurry shadow past the trees and just before tobin lost complete sight of him he aimed and fired and the ball caught the 14 year old jose in the spine and sent him straight down to death damn now here's where it gets fun philippe is still alive (laughs) so with a gaping hole in his side he pulls himself out of the fire and now Tobin walks from the tree line and takes out his bowie knife or his bowie knife. I don't give a shit how you say it. And he approached Mr. Espinosa. <sighs> Philippe dying is fucking like cursing Tobin the whole time. Tobin snatches him by the hair 
takes him to a log and bends his neck over the side and then asks Philippe, do you know who I am? And Philippe replied, Bruto, Bruto. I don't know what he means. Bruto Fabergé? What daddy is. He's like, we... He's like, I shouldn't have worn that Bruta Fabergé. You guys could totally smell me from forever ago. <laughs> Fucking. Ah, mm. uh, snap. Stupid. Oh, <clears throat> it says. Wait, Br- okay, okay. It has oh. several meanings. Okay. These are the different adjectives it brought up. Okay. Stupid. Like, ignorant. I like it. Clumsy. Uh-huh. Rude. Mm-hmm. Rough. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. Raw. Right. Rude. Uh-huh. Beast. That might be right. <clears throat> Brute. There you go. I'm I'm thinking and fool. No, I'm thinking he meant uh, gross. gross. He was like gross, gross. Do you know who I am? Oh, dude, you're so fucking yeah, gross. you're gross, man. <laughs> Jesus, you've been crawling on the ground and stuff, and yeah. So uh, after this, I mean, that actually, like, yeah, that's a slight. He called yeah, he, he called the man brute. <clears throat> so for this transgression, Tobin lopped the heavy blade down, hacking him twice in the neck to fully sever his head. Ah, only two swings that's Uh, impressive too i mean i don't know if you've ever seen someone get beheaded but it takes most people a lot longer than yeah but buoy slash bowie knives are like oh it was a night no dude i thought those are like meat cleaver like weight back then like those are used to like to to completely gut animals that you need to sleep in dude that's 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 impressive yeah i wish i could decapitate someone that good well, you know, that's what practice is for. I'm sorry. That was. And if you would come to practice, maybe we could get you up <laughs> to the level that you want to be at. <clears throat> God damn it, James. Uh, you never come. Just been real busy. Get off my back, Mom. Yeah. Well, you know, Chris, uh, little does he know that he is the head choppy, not the head chopper. We just need him to show up so the rest of us can the, practice. The El Chapo? No, that's not funny. No. Mm mm. I'm the chopper. No. Mm-mm. No. No. Mm-mm. No. You hear this, Chris? I'm, I'm hearing so, I'm hearing the fucker. <laughs> so Tobin, upon his return to Fort Garland, immediately walked right into the office of Colonel Tappan and says, Got him. <laughs> Tappan says, Got what? And Tobin reached into the flower sack he was carrying and pulled out the heads of Philippe and Jose Espinoza. Wow. <laughs> it took him four days to hunt down and kill the Espinozas. Four days, Chris. <laughs> ah, damn. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Uh, I think it's awesome. No, that would suck. That would suck because I'm sure he barely ate the whole time. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, the, the Espinosas were, were out and about killing folk for a good little bit, and no one could catch them, no one could stop them, <clears throat> and uh, Mr. Tom Tobin was on the case for four days, uh, and uh, well, and came back with heads in a bag. Then, yeah, that's pretty When's cool. the last time you had results like that? Man. It's been so long, but, The last you know, time I was Joe Pesci in that movie? Chris. And they were hey man, and just so you know, just so you know, uh, Danny DeVito is one of the heads in the duffel bag. I've actually been meaning to bring that <gasps> no! up. No! Yes. How is he on Always Sunny? 
Oh, uh, it's, and the penguin. They, they and many other well, they, movies and he, shows. He used to be a small woman, and they they stapled his head onto a short little fat guy's body. That's true. Um, That's true. Stephen Gore did this. Yes, Stephen Gore did this. <laughs> we have him to thank. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, but yeah, he is in that movie. So I was technically wrong, but technically right at the same time. That's what she said. I'm sorry, that doesn't apply. I don't apply know why that's she a sexual would, thing. She, no, she would never no. say that mm-hmm. she was wrong. I'm sorry, that doesn't apply. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's a video, so I don't. I'm not gonna play it right now. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <clears throat> or we do. And no, I'm joking. I don't want to hear that shit. So, <laughs> uh, the assassination of Felipe Espinoza would later make Tobin a very famous man around Colorado. Uh, today. That act, along with his infamous escape from the Taos uh, Revolt, remain... The Tacos Revolt. Yep, the Tacos Revolt. Remain... Ravioli. The defining feats of his storied career. Uh, There was a little bit of uh, controversy later on. None of it because of him, uh, but there was a pretty big bounty that was attached to Philippe uh, in particular. And at the time of Philippe's death, uh, the bounty that Governor Evans had placed on his head, it had had risen to $5,500, which is a fucking fuckload of money. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of money. Um, Big box back It's still a lot of money. But but, uh, Tobin uh, didn't see a single penny because of his uh, tracking and killing of the Espinosas. Uh, not from the governor, anyway. Uh, when the Espinosas were dead and no longer a threat, the governor revealed to Tobin that the whole state of Colorado didn't have any money. <laughs> they were depleted between uh, the costs of the, the war that they had just fought, uh, of financing and taking care of all of the soldiers and forts throughout the territory, uh, and uh, also what Lincoln called for in the East— uh, I don't know what that means. I should have maybe read this paragraph through before I started reading it through. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so this uh, became a source of hushed gossip around the area, and speculation arose that Tobin only accepted the commission for the reward money involved, not simply to be valiant. But Tobin, on the other hand, uh, maintained all the way until the day he died that he didn't even know that there was a bounty. He's like, uh-uh, I'm on the Saints' defense the year that they went to the, the Super Bowl, and I had no idea. I just wanted to stop these crazy motherfuckers. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So he, he, he put on his pads, and he got out on that field, and he played ball, you know? He put his heart into it. And uh, and then the Espinosas planned on taking his heart out of it, and uh, they didn't get the chance, Chris. They never got the chance, and that's what's sad. That's the sad part of the story. <clears throat> it is a little upsetting. I cry. I mm. cry. So whatever the case, uh, in order to make up for the bounty that was promised, uh, Governor Evans instead gifted Tobin with an elaborate coat. <laughs> That's right. It. Uh, I've, I've looked and I've looked. I, I don't know if it was uh, of many colors or uh, of the dream variety. Um neither of you are laughing i am a theater nerd uh, um at joseph and the amazing technical yeah yeah yeah, yeah no. okay yeah. It so, took me so thanks i get though. you i get you 
So so he could have had like six hundred thousand dollars in today's money, or a pretty wow. coat. I mean, pretty coat though. You know, like how many people have one of those? It's like just you and that Everyone. asshole Joseph. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty coat. Um, and, and and this is great because the next uh, sentence starts with "Only one more like it existed," <laughs> and that and it had, belonged to Joseph. And that had been presented to uh, Tobin's good friend Kit Carson. Uh, the military would also give Tobin a limited edition Henry rifle, and later, after the Civil War and following Governor Evans Evans's resignation, uh, his successor Alexander Cummings, that's right, C U M M I N G S Rocket, would he would raise uh, a bit of money with the help from donations uh, around the territory and stuff like that to give to Tobin uh, for fuck man like he. That's serious shit. Like he Stop did the bloody Espinosa in four did. days. Yeah. Uh, it says here that the amount of the purse was thought to be less than half of the original bounty, which is still, still. pretty goddamn good. <sighs> yeah. Like, I have not been offered $300,000 to murder anyone. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking families. I'm talking, like, just whole, like, you know, church groups. Like, no one's been like, I will give you that kind of dough. Which is why, you know, I just haven't done it yet. It's that and the laziness, I guess. It's, uh, you know, I didn't really sleep well last night either, so I'm like, I'm Maybe just, tomorrow. just tired today. Nobody you know? asked me to do shit. Aww. You sound like me when I complain that my priest never tried to molest me. I'm like, what was wrong? Was like, I not pretty enough? I guess not. I never had an ass. Maybe that he was an ass man, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so in his old age, Mr. Tom Tobin became a, uh, a very... Uh, prosperous rancher um, operating a pretty large ranch just a couple of miles uh, away from Fort Garland. Although he never learned how to read, uh, Chris, this is uh, mirroring someone's life very closely, and uh, it might be Chris. <laughs> oh, there you go, say me. Um, Are we suggesting Chris never learned to he, read? Is that, what, is that what's going on here? No, no, no. Yes, James, that's what I'm saying, yes. Oh. oh okay, cool, because I didn't... I, I didn't know if you were or not. If we whisper, he can't hear us. And hold our hands like this. Yes, together, hold hands. That's what we're doing. So, uh... <laughs> so even though he never he never learned how to read, uh, he became the president of the county school board. <laughs> nice. It's, Which... That's pretty accurate to the like, standards. You killed those two Mexican brothers, our uh, family members, so well that we want you to be in charge of all of our kids' educations. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobin's... Tobin's daughter, and this is a really fun, uh, cool story, later married the son of his good friend, Kit Carson. Uh, his name was Billy Carson, or Will Carson. Uh, in the years that followed this, uh, Tobin would uh, he would try to stab his son-in-law uh, <laughs> because uh, there were accusations uh, flying about that uh, that Carson was abusing Tobin's daughter. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then uh, the the son-in-law uh, struck back though with a hammer to Tobin's head, and then <laughs> and then shot him in the face. What? Yeah, damn. Um, to- Tobin survived. What? Because Tobin is a badass. Her- Tobin has turned it up to 22 now. Uh, there is no more 11. 11 doesn't exist anymore. That number has gone the way of Pluto, um, which is Uranus. Um, 
Nice. A few days later, nice. after this whole uh, uh, altercation, the two uh, were said to have ironed out their differences. Because <laughs> we good, bro? Yeah, we good. <laughs> life is too badass to be worried about the little things. Like being shot in the face. Yes, <laughs> being uh, after a hammer to the head. By face. your son-in-law. Uh, so, uh, Tobin ended up living a, a very long life, especially for the, the era uh, and he died in 1904. Uh, today, With no face. his personal wag, his his personal wagon can be seen at the Fort Garland Museum. I'm never gonna go there. I was so gonna send say. Me a picture. Oh, email us. Oh, uh, email us at see no hear no speak no pod at gmail dot com or s n h n s n p o d at gmail.com especially if you have pictures mm-hmm. of said things so we don't even have to consider going there for any reason not like or we would to google because <laughs> google can get me there faster but I it'll guess. feel better and more personal if you do it yeah and hey mm-hmm. and chris now if you ever have a route through garland texas you mm-hmm. can uh go visit the fort and go see the wagon tell us how it is or if you have a route through Garland, Colorado, where this place actually is. <laughs> Wait, is it Colorado? No, it's not. It's, uh, it's Fort Garland, Texas. It's not Fort Garland, Texas. This what? It's in Colorado. This whole Tobin thing happened in Colorado, buddy. Oh, that's right. Huh? Why would they? Okay, you and I are gonna have a conversation after this. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, the head of Philippe became something of a traveling act around the state of Colorado. Wow. Because... State of Texas. It was a different... I say, time. I say, have you ever seen the decapitated remained head of a man that thought about killing 600 white people and ended up killing 32? Now you have! Um, Awful. I expect. It's terrible. Why? That was good. No, no, no. That was that, good. That was pretty good. I like that. I was just, it was a I different was time. trying to make it different from that. The idea of displaying I for so. amusement somebody's severed head is just awful. I hope the baby's asleep. <laughs> I mean, especially if there's uh, or, nothing, yeah. like, cool about it. Like, no crazy... I mean, it, I don't know. Like, if I could have seen, like, Bin Laden's head, I probably would have... Uh, I mean, but heads removed from the bodies don't look like the head that they used to ever... No, like just just spray him with the, some. But the head some, gets all some hairspray. The head gets all all the face gets all swollen and discolored and like you know hairs falling out and uh, it's not. That's, that's what I'm saying. Spray the whole I've, thing with some hairspray. I'll show you. It up. I'll show you in my closet later. You'll understand. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, and and I mean, as we all remember, the one remaining remembered defining trait of Mr. Espinoza was the fact that he had what people called a jack-o'-lantern grin which is uh like it's like a tooth and then not teeth for like three and then like another tooth and then like not and then uh and he was also a pumpkin which is fun wow Huh. That sounds mm-hmm. like a man. I really yeah. wasn't paying attention last episode. Yeah, no, I I forgot to put that in actually. Sounds so, like quite okay, the crystal yeah, problem. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh that that we brought that up um so after um you know uh people went and and checked out this head as much as they could uh which by the way was floating in a giant jar of alcohol uh the head 
then sat on the desk of the editor of the Fair Play Flume, which is, I'm guessing, a newspaper, and later in the offices of the Rocky Mountain News. After that, it disappeared, because fool me once, I'll go on an editor's desk. Fool me twice, I'll go on a different one's desk. Fool me three times, now I'm magic. Now I'm that's, magic. That's the, 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 that's the saying. That so every, saying in Tennessee... Says. Yes. I think it's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is in Tennessee, uh, Colorado. Tennessee, Colorado, yes. Uh, the whole thing, Colorado. You, you, did you not get my George W. Bush reference? No, I didn't. You didn't I, get my... I, I, I don't do politics. Debbie. I mean, it's just no. a funny thing you said. It's... I remember when... Fool me once. Oh. Uh, no. Uh, you, shame on me. Uh-huh. Fool me twice. Uh-huh. Can't fool me again. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, though. Like, that's smart. I like that. Sure. Because uh, cause <laughs> sure, yeah. he had the atom bomb. So, so yeah, you're not fooling me again, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what he meant to say. <laughs> All I remember about politics is when Dan Quayle, Dan Quayle, uh, misspelled potato. Dan um, Quayle. <laughs> yes, Dan Quayle. Uh, so, uh, one 1980s newspaper article, uh, aptly titled, Where's Philippe's Head? <laughs> uh, recently. <laughs> uh, they... they um, uh, recently, a few employees at uh, Colorado's Capitol building recalled hearing that an unknown preserved head was discovered in the storage uh, in the Capitol's basement. <clears throat> and then tragically, or uh, rightfully, was incinerated. Because <clears throat> if I find uh, just a random head, I'm not going to be like, hey, guys, check it out. No, because then they're going to be would. like, did Let's you kill this man? It. And I'll be like, no. I'd be like, no, dude, it's really cool, though. (laughs) Man, so, I mean, I doubt that's true at all. Um, Although, uh, his brother Vivian's uh, spurs, which are uh, good for sex, are on display in the Courthouse Museum in Colorado, uh, which, if you you fool me once, uh, you you get arrested, and you fool me twice, uh, you go to to court in, in the Courthouse in Colorado, and you fool me three times, that's Can't fool we, me again. That's when we bring out the Spurs. Mm. Unacceptable. It's acceptable. I, I'll accept it. It's okay. Point to Jason. Great comeback. Uh, <laughs> also, on top of that, uh, two pistols belonging to the Espinosas are in the collections of the Colorado Historical Society. Uh, so back in the 60s, they conducted a survey at the scene of Vivian's death. And, uh, uh, which was actually led by defend, uh, defendants, descendants of the, the, the people that went and killed him. And they found a rusted rifle as well as pieces of a human skeleton. Um, the people that found, found, uh, this stuff, uh, still live all around Colorado and the Southwest, including descendants of both Philippe and all of his victims or most of his victims, whichever victims had kids. These people are stuck in a black hole. Um, Philippe had three kids with Maria Secunda. Secundina? S-E-C-U-N-D-I-N-A. Secundina? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, Maria Secundina. What's wrong uh, with me? uh, Before going off on his his bloody revenge rampage. Um, His his kids' names, uh, uh, because Chris loves when I pronounce uh, Spanish names, were... Maria Vincenta, 
which uh, she was born in 1855, Jose Domingo, uh, 1858, so three three years later, and Maria Manuela. Those were really easy. Uh, in 1862, um, anti but <laughs> with a Mexican accent. And thus, uh, that's it, man. That's the story of the bloody, bloody, bloody Espinosas and the manly, manly badass that fucking killed two of them because one was already dead. But that was more of a mistake. And then that guy shot the horse, remember? Oh, yeah, that was unnecessary. <laughs> Blasted man. that horse. Man, fun times, fun times. Uh, so, I mean, you know, that's... I think that's a, not just a, a great story. That was a great of, ending of bloody revenge, uh, but it's also a story of uh, you know a man uh, getting revenge, I guess as well. I don't know because the Espinosas were like, "You killed all our people, or six of my family, whatever." Uh, so you killed six of my family members, which it's got to suck more when your family members die than when just whatever dicks are. Yeah, random um, people. So, I mean, I can understand wanting to kill 100 white people for each one of my family members that died. I want to do that most days, and not even because white people directly killed my family members. Yeah. It's just, I, white people are terrible, and sometimes they they need to... James is saying that they need to die, which is weird, because I was, I was leading up to that, but I didn't want to say it, because I wouldn't want to Oh, be, I want to say it. I don't want to be criminally, uh, culpably... What's up, white whatever. people? I'm coming for you. Gross. Manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm coming for you. <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he, he wanted to do it maybe uh, for the right reasons. Uh, it, it, as, as skewed and fucked up as they may be, his intentions were to, you know, uh, bring justice to the people that, that basically and absolutely did murder his family um, in the Mexican-American War. So he just, he went way too overboard with it. He made it a, uh, it was, I, I'd say it was more like a, like a passion project, like a, an art piece to him yeah. where, cause it, kinda get he that. had no, I, I, I honestly don't think that he had any reason, uh, you know, mental handicap or sickness or anything that would make the the mutilations that he he did to his victims uh anything other than showmanship on his part it they were it was a statement and that, that was sense. it but you you leave a goddamn note <laughs> not not a tiny stick made crucifix in the bullet hole and in, in, in their head and then a massive stake mm. man i could go for a stake nice yeah, yeah see yeah, as, man. as you wanna as devout, Want to go to Golden Corral after this? Oh, nice. <laughs> as devout a Christian as he was portrayed, mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. strike me as being odd that he would leave crosses in a body until you think about it from that angle of just being straight showmanship for the sake of being, you know, of, of seeming to be this hateful monster, <clears throat> you know, but... Right. In actuality, it's just fucking <clears throat> that old brand of justice by revenge, which is honorable, which was mm-hmm. honorable at the time. But 
when you when right. you go to but he also didn't he didn't go after people that actually hurt his family he just went after white people right. period right right and then and then would Ew. pick off like older white people that just were outside their farms by themselves because he was a coward and didn't want any screams or gunshots to be heard because he knew that if someone heard them people would come to stop him which means that he he was a slimy sneaky son of a bitch a serial killer that uh, you know mutilated bodies because he thought <clears throat> like batman basically uh, i i yes i'm gonna equate the two uh <laughs> batman uses fear that is his that is his his strongest best weapon in his arsenal is the fear that he can put into criminals without ever even showing his face oh, yeah. or you know whatever and so philippe did basically the same fucking thing to uh you know that's uh what the shit nicholas cage pillow magic reversible sequin pillow cover mm-hmm. throw cushion case decorative pillowcase. <laughs> you see that <laughs> what i do see that. that i like it that's ridiculous i'd rather just a nick cage pillow it's creepy it i don't creepy. know how much i really like it, it. So oh crazy. have you never seen the nicholas cage bed set oh. Oh man, there's a whole bed set of Nicolas Cage. Why? When you can just buy the bed that he couldn't afford to keep Seriously. in his castle. <laughs> Seriously. Ah, <laughs> uh, the internet. Uh, anyway, man, the internet. So, but you know, so uh, what I'm saying is uh, that Philippe Espinosa is Batman. Uh, the end. I um, the whole Batman thing, like. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. Any battle that you can win without actually physically fighting is, a, you know, a good win. It right. may not be as fun, right? Uh, but it's a it's a good win, right? But at the same time, uh, also, kind of really not a battle, is it? It's more of a, a crusade. It's a mind game, yeah, right? I like, suppose. isn't a, a crusade more of a, uh, a like like hey, you guys? We don't like you. You don't even know that yet, though. But hi, here we're at your house with swords in your bellies. Right? I thought a crusade was more along the lines of we're on a mission and anybody who gets in our way is going to get fucking handled. Does it not have to be in a religious context? Because I I thought it had to be in a religious I think it does have to be. It doesn't have to be like the crusade, but but it it has to be a crusade. Okay, all I'm going to say is that I not only do we need to write this summer road trip movie that we've been we've been kicking around, but it's going to be a big hit. It's going to be a big hit. It's going to be called The Bloody Espinosas Go Wild at uh, it's their vacation uh, exclamation point by American Pie the Espinosas. Yeah, by inter, by International Lampoon, not which is, in Texas. I think what we should no, not in Texas. <laughs> not in Texas. It's uh, it's certainly. Are you sure? I swear, I saw a Texas in I, there. I have not mentioned a the the name word uh, Texas at all, nor a place that is located within it. Well, Garland, Texas, is a thing. I mean, th- I'm yeah, sure. I, so I assume Fort Garland. I'm is sure there. that there are many places in this this great great land of ours that are named Garland. I know a person named Garland. Really? Yeah, he's he nice. He's a pillhead. Oh. He's he's nice, but he's he was a pillhead, so he was always kind of out of it. I mean, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, <clears throat> um, this may seem uh, an abrupt end. 
it may seem that Chris doesn't love you anymore. These things are both correct because Chris has only got eyes. For me. No, just there are more drawings. (laughs) Are there? How many? Thousands? Uh, Hundreds of thousands? Tell me. Texas, Kansas, um, Maine, North Carolina, uh, New England, Hmm. which I don't. Louisiana? Uh, uh, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Utah, West Virginia, Wyoming, Arkansas, and West Virginia. Arkansas. Garland City and Garland. Was Colorado Springs. even on that list? Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah there it right, is. That's right, because it, it wasn't Fort, a city. Fort Garland is Colorado. Oh. Cha-ching. Okay. Yep, and Rally's Well, I guess I owe you $10 now. You do owe me $10. <gasps> uh, and then uh, for the bet that we made about the Fort Garland thing, uh, yeah. you just throw that extra 10 on top of the one you already owed me. Um, what was that for? Uh, that was at the time that I didn't, I didn't slap you in public. No, we waited till private to do it. And you were like, I'll give you $10. Dude, I, I owe my parents a lot of money. Do you? Yeah. They, they only slapped me in private. Um, Is that why you're here tonight? Are you afraid to go home? <laughs> oh, no, that was years ago. Okay, good, because I'm going to beat you worse than they ever did. Oh, and, we'll see. Well, yes, the world shall see, oh. uh, because I'm going to put it on the internet. Tune in to our pay-per-view. And, and it's going to have uh, the... It's going to have the Benny Hill Show music behind it. Especially if you're wearing uh, your Kanye panties. It is on. Aw. You know what, James? I, I, feel I like, will wear my Kanye panties. I feel like Just I'm... so I can smack you. Da- you can get smacked down by a man in Kanye panties. You know, I I, I would pay uh, not a whole lot to see that, but I'd probably like a dollar or two. But you know what? But hey, you get enough dollars to yeah, choose. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's like at least $4. I was about to say, you get enough people to be like, I'd pay a dollar to see that and then you you know, like bus fare or uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh cheeseburger only if you vend uh, my mm-hmm. ticket in one of those plastic egg thingies no absolutely not mm-hmm. unless we put it in the plastic egg thingy and we hide it somewhere in the yard and you have to find it <laughs> i'm cool with that but but really we're actually going to do what i do uh, or did to my nieces and nephews when they were little and i just hid them all in my pockets and told them that they were in the yard <laughs> are you serious yeah all the time God, you're such a yeah dick. i know <laughs> and every once in a while i would take one out when they would would get really frustrated and stuff and i would just peg him in the back of the head where i was gonna say you throw them like, at oh, him. Look, you found one. <laughs> oh look yeah what a surprise what do you know man i'm gonna be the best dad oh man um you already are, Jason. Ah, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I really do. Um, and on that note, because I don't want any other notes ruined in that one, uh, you just listened to a, yeah, that's right, me, Tobin. I think there's some parallels fatherhood-wise in there. Hmm. Episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. For the second time, the UFOs, the conspiracies, and the bloody, bloody moiters. And a horse murder, too. There was a horse murder. Mm -hmm. But that was last episode, but still. And I'm James, and my fingers hurt. Oh. But I think I actually fixed it, dude. I was like, because my whole time, my right thumb was aching. I rotated it like that Uh as far as I could. I felt something pop. Uh Uh-huh. I think I might have, like, popped a tendon or a nerve in place Uh that was not... But but it's it's both hands, though, you said, right? I think it might be relative pain. You know, sometimes you can, like, feel something. My relatives are pains, too. Yeah, dude, I feel that. Yeah. Your relatives are jerks. 
Um, except if you're named Espinosa. Hmm. All right. And on that note, I'm going to fucking bed. And he's James again. And I'm James no, again. Wait, Chris. I gotta I drive to, to Massachusetts in two days. Well, Christopher. Don't you mean Massachusetts? Yeah, fucking. Yeah, so I, I, I wasn't gonna say that, but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it was said. Yeah, uh, right, I, I did. I tell you, and it, it's it's kind of important, and and I can't let you leave without letting you say it. And that is countdown. Three, two, one. Thanks, kids. Love you.